In this episode of Call to Marriage, I talk with Tia about how to make PCSing an adventure, and especially if you have kids, some fun resources to just make the trip run as smoothly as possible. So let's just jump right into it. Hi there. Welcome to Call to Marriage, a show about navigating life as a military spouse. I'm your host, Callie, a newcomer on the scene of what is the military spouse life. The military community is a tight-knit, but sometimes tight-lipped one. I hope to pull back the curtain on life as a military spouse to answer the questions that I wish someone would have answered for me, talk about my experiences I've gone through, or talk about the ones that I'm going through right now. I'm always learning new things about this crazy new life and invite you on this journey with me. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hello, welcome back to Call to Marriage. I am so excited. This is the second episode in our PCS 101 series, and I have my guest Tia on, and this whole episode is talking about not only, I think, PCSing with kids, but also how to make PCSing an adventure and really leaning into the fun side that can come with PCSing. And so Tia, if you want to go ahead and kick us off by introducing yourself and just letting everybody know who you are, that would be awesome. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. My name is Tia Bottom. I am a military spouse of 13 years. I have two children. One is a senior this year. She's 17 and joining the army this summer. My son is 12 and he's in middle school and he's my little dancer. I have a couple businesses. I am a photographer, portrait for women and branding. And I also have a business in money coaching to help entrepreneurs and creatives value their worth. So um, I'm so glad to talk about the Army today because I am writing a book series on military life. So thank you. Yeah, no, happy to have you here. So first things first, I would love to hear about one of your favorite or maybe most crazy PCS stories that you have. So my favorite was the first real big one. We moved from North Carolina to Washington state and I took three weeks. We took three weeks and drove across the Northern part of America. And it was amazing to see how beautiful our country is and really taking the time to see everything and create memories with them. It was amazing. I truly feel blessed to have been able to do that. So that's my favorite one. That's awesome. So I think what's important to know, um, for our listeners is that normally when you PCS, obviously COVID PCSing um, worked a little differently, but you can lean into the time that you have to PCS and take some leave with it and sort of elongate the process a little bit. And so I think that is something definitely that if you are wanting to maybe make an adventure out of it or make a trip out of it to look into doing if your situation allows. Cause I think like Tia said, you know, you had three weeks to tour this amazing, you know, Northern half of the United States. And I think that is just so cool. Yes, definitely. So yeah, nowadays with COVID, it is a little bit different, but I think it's opening back up. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So yeah, making it an adventure, 
I have tons of tips for you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and I I want to just dive right into that. So I know PCSing can be fairly overwhelming, and I personally don't have um, babies. We have two dogs who act like babies, but um, I think even you know even if you don't have kids, it can kind of be this overwhelming topic and overwhelming thought of like, oh my gosh, I have to prepare and I have to take all of our stuff over, or we have to take us, you know, our family in this car and we have to go to this new place. And so in your experience, I want to know a little bit about sort of how you have, you know, the best tips for specifically PCSing with kids, but also helping with that overwhelming feeling. Yes. So well, part of the overwhelm is a little bit easier when you have kids, right? Because you can concentrate on being positive for them. And in turn, you'll be positive about the situation. So what I always do is make sure that I'm excited when I'm talking about it. Mm -hmm. And um, we make a bucket list of things to do once we're in the new town. So things to look forward to, right? And um, if they're a little bit older, you can talk about decorating their new room and how they want to do it, getting them excited about that kind of thing. Also, before you leave, you definitely want to make sure that they get to say goodbye to their friends and get contact information so they know that they can stay in touch. Another thing, when you get there for the school, like if it's during the school year, um, what I did with my son when we switched schools is I printed out a paper with a couple pictures of us and put down like his favorite things to do and that way they could talk to the other kids and get to know each other and they can relate because the same video games that they like or their hobbies and then the the kids were more receptive to him and they loved it so that is a really good idea that's awesome I love that Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) and um, when you're pre-planning so having a plan and knowing kind of what's coming up that is it creates stability and a foundation. So kind of get your kids involved. So if you know you're going a couple states away and you can pick stops along the way. So here's the number one tip. Don't drive over six hours a day. Don't Mm. do that. Um, If you can plan less than that and have a specific thing every night that you do or during the day, a stop and give them a choice say hey we can do this museum or we can do this zoo which one would you rather do and then that makes them feel more involved and um so there was two big tips and then um just like plan it like a vacation what are we going to see what adventure are we going to go on and for littler kids So we did a gift every night in a little paper bag, go to the dollar store. Don't, you don't have to spend a lot of money. Um, And you can get those little paper lunch bags Mm -hmm. and you can go to McDonald's and buy the toys and then put them in there. Or you can do like travel games or a video game. And what I would do with my children is at the beginning of the day. And I say, okay, at the end of the day, if everything goes well, we get a little surprise, right? Um, yeah. You could do it in the morning too, to have something in the car for them, but I did it. So they kind of like behave during the day. Oh yeah. hundred percent. Mm-hmm. I remember my mom before we used to travel a lot to visit family across the country and she would give us like brand new coloring books and a 
new box of crayons and we would get to open them like before we got on the flight because it adds excitement to it and it gives the kids something to focus on and do that's separate from the actual act of traveling. Absolutely. Yes. You, I mean, it gets boring, right? And you can yeah. only handle so much and you can't charge <laughs> all the devices depending on how many kids you have. So they only had like a certain amount of time before the electronics would run out and they needed something to do. Otherwise they're going to be crying and all of that. Yeah. Um, another good way of how I help my kids is I, I boost it up by saying, I can't wait to meet your new best, your new next best friend. Cause that's what you're going to be doing. You're going to be leaving and going to meet new people who are going to be your new next best friend. So that always excited my daughter. When I talked about that, she's like, Oh, I can't wait to go meet my next best friend. So that is a really good tip too. So I think you've given a lot of really awesome tips about creating that sense of stability and ways for entertaining. And so I think you also, cause we had talked a little bit before about this, but there are also some great resources to utilize in the travel itself of ways to find things to do or like museums and things of that nature. So I'd love for you to share some of the resources that you found that have just made making it into an adventure just so much easier. Yes. So, so during, um, between Memorial Day and Labor Day, bluestarmuseums.com has a map of the United States and you can go to the specific state that you're going and it'll list all of the participating museums um, that allow free admission. And it's things that I, I never even thought of doing that are on there. So that's a huge, great resource. Um, and some of them are really expensive normally, like $30 of mm -hmm. admission and you can get in for free. So that is great. And they have, it's easy to use website. Um, another one, especially if you have dogs, I would start researching hotels and getting the military discount. But another number one tip of that is don't check the military discount until after you see their best deals first, because sometimes the best deal is going to be more than the military rate. Mm -hmm. um, and, and really knowing the amounts that you're allowed per person, per hotel day, and things like that, and that'll work with your budget and kind of stay underneath that. And then right. you can use that extra money to do a fun museum or that extra cool restaurant uh, things like that, that is very helpful. So those are my number two top tips of yeah. researching. So you mentioned something and, um, I just would like you to describe what it is for the listeners about allocated amount, um, and what you mean when you're talking about amount per night that you're allocated. Okay. So it's per person and it's per child. Um, I don't have the rates right in front of me. I'm sorry. Oh but no, not rates. But I mean, like, what is it? What do you mean when you say you're allocated an amount? Like you you're given a certain amount to do like lodging and things of that nature. Right. So you have an amount for food per person per day, and you have hotel amount per person per day. And we're a family of four. So that always was way above well back when I, I'm PCSing this summer and it's been a couple of years so I'm trying to <laughs> but it was well above the amount that I would spend um so I used that extra money to go to extra stuff to do 
instead of just, I would, what I do is I take the budget and I see how much it is per day. And then I half it and try to find a hotel for that. And then you buy snacks and things like that and really try to plan under budget and fitting in those fun things mm -hmm. within the money. So you're not overspending of your own money. You know what I, do you know what I mean? Yeah, no. <laughs> and, and just for the listeners, this is money that the military provides to you, basically like living expenses for you as you PCS, especially if you're like driving and doing that yourself. Um, it's, it's money because they're forcing you to move. They're putting you out of, um, they're displacing you essentially. And so it's to cover the expenses to displace you and, and move you somewhere else. Um, so it's, it's really helpful. And so I could, so if you're listeners and you're like, oh my gosh, I have three kids and we're traveling and I'm freaking out about a hotel room, you are given an allowance for, for those expenses specifically, which is, yeah, I think very nice and helpful, helps a little bit with the stress of trying to worry about that. <laughs> very much so. And it has per day, like if um, I think it was 10 days, you were allowed 10 days or seven days of travel. So each of mm -hmm. those, you get the full amount. It's not like how much you spend. It's this is how much money you get per day. And then what you do with it is on you basically. So mm -hmm. yeah. And, that, and I that will say with moving. you. Yeah. And I will say your full three weeks weren't exactly covered. It was the army or the military in general provides a um, time frame of what they feel is a reasonable amount to, to move you. And you can extend it out by using leave. Um, but they will fund that set time that they feel is reasonable for you to be able to get to your next location. So as long as you're again, smart with budgeting, you're able to, to make right. it work. Yeah. Right. Like I, we, um, I did all of the three weeks because of most of the things that I planned were free. Yeah. Um, so all I had to pay for was food, gas, and, and gas was the most expensive part. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you that. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and hotel. So um, really getting those deals, planning ahead. And sometimes you don't have enough time. I had for that three week one, I had a whole year to plan. Right. Um, and I had set dates. My second one from Washington state to Maryland state, the dates had moved. So I couldn't get hotel in advance, but I still took three weeks and I still managed to do it, but I did stay with friends a couple times. So um, there's that as well. So you guys just went back and forth coast to coast. You went from the East coast to the West coast, back to the East coast. Yep. Yep. I love great. that though. You get to see the whole United States that way, which is pretty cool. Yes. It was amazing for sure. So you've been a military spouse for a while. And so I would like to know as we sort of close out, if you could go back in time and I love asking people this, this question, cause I love the responses that it gets a mix of them are run and, you know, be patient. But if you could go back to the day that you became a military spouse, what is the biggest piece of advice you would give younger, naive you? <laughs> oh, um, <laughs> that's funny because, uh, I wonder if I would have listened to myself, <laughs> but, um, I think that I would tell myself like, it's okay. And that 
the military can be an amazing resource and it's going to change your life like mm-hmm. in the most amazing ways it's not just all the negative things and I think when I first became a military spouse I was scared I didn't want to like associate with people I I was just scared of all the rumors and I didn't yeah. want to be that and if I could tell myself like you're amazing and you're going to bring something amazing to other people and uh, let other people in because they Mm -hmm. are incredibly supportive as well. Like we're all in this together. And I know it sounds cliche, but it really (laughs) is there. It's a, it's a microcosm of society, right? Is how I look at it, but also they become your family. Like no one else can relate to you on a level of once you sit it's like a fraternity right like mm-hmm. once you say or sorority like you belong in that family you have friends for life like no matter what they yeah. will always be your friends turned family so to really just be yourself and um find your purpose within what you can do yeah and I think too with that it's so comforting to know that there are other people going through what you're going through. And so, like you said, leaning into that, you know, it's, it's like an automatic family, you know, they know what you're going through right off the bat. As soon as you say I'm a military spouse, they know, and they can relate and they can understand, which is something that I think a lot of military spouses really crave and have a desire for is just to be understood of what they're going through. Absolutely. And I, I think, um, mm. The hardest part was thinking that your your normal quote uh, family would understand, mm-hmm. and if they haven't been part of it, they don't, and that is really hard. But realizing that everyone else that you're around does, and it validates you, and eventually yes. the family will catch on. On um, you know, you'll learn how to talk to them about the things that are going on and how great it is. So um, yeah, that's what I would say. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. Well, T, I just want to thank you. This conversation has been so fun. Like you said, the blue star families resource is great for finding those on the way stops and um, just looking at those hotel deals and everything. You gave so many awesome tips. And so I would just love for you to tell the listeners just what you have going on and what's going on in your life that you would just like to know about and where they can find you if you're on social. Okay. I, um, thank you. So (laughs) my website is called timemarkerlegacy.com and that's where it will have all of my links, but I am on social media. My military, um, writers links are at Tia's crazy life that's on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. And I have, um, legacy living with Tia, which is my money coaching. And that's on social media and time marker photography, which is on Instagram and Facebook as well. And I would love to connect with like everybody. I love connecting (laughs) with people and, um, you, I would love to have a coffee date even through Zoom. Uh, So I have tons of resources all over the place. Please find me. I do have a book coming out, an anthology book I'm featured in, should be coming out within the next three months. 
and um, it's a mile in her shoes. So I'm very excited about that. That'll be on my website as well. That is awesome. Yes. So many exciting things. Well, thank you again, Tia, for coming on and just chatting Um, again, just so many awesome resources. You guys, if you want to know more about those resources, or if you just have general questions, please feel free to reach out to the podcast at ask.ctmpodcast.gmail.com, or you can message us on any of our social platforms on Facebook and Instagram at call to marriage. If you are listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please rate, subscribe, and leave us a review. It really helps you guys. We are growing so, so fast, and I am just so excited to see what the future holds. We are coming up on 300 subscribers, and so once we hit that limit, you guys, I have such a big surprise I am stoked about. So tell everyone, and again, Tia, just thank you so much, and I will talk to everyone again soon. Bye.